there's anything wrong with it for people, yeah. but for me, I just don't like it. I don't. Mm. It just doesn't sit with where I, what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I've made a lot of money from it in the past, and I suppose ED is a little bit like that. But I just don't like people having no support. Easy. Purpose is a erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I have to do a hand sand, I have a piss. You know what I mean? <laughs> Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Did you see me trying to close her into sex? Uh, <laughs> That's the, that is the first line of the podcast. That. That's perfect. That's great timing. What I really found, is, uh, then we'll introduce you properly, what I really found funny was there's a guy in... Is that picking up my... It is. Probably only picked up Hello, mine. hello. It's one directional, isn't it? It's I've only got a quiet voice. All right. It's on the circle. There's a guy in Alliance mm-hmm. who needed his car cleaned mm-hmm. and he went to the car wash. And it was closed. Right. And he said something like, "What would like what what could possibly happen to get my car cleaned?" And he yeah. got his car cleaned. They reopened. Who was that? I, don't, I can't remember who it was. Really? But I read that and I was just like, "This is." Well, we've done it for breakfast before. We've gone down too late for breakfast. Of course, he closed for breakfast. But what could I possibly <laughs> get to eat? <laughs> we've got breakfast. Really? Right. We've got breakfast. I uh, course I did. Uh, it's just superpowers. It's great questions. And then the thing is, World right. Class. You're always closing people, so it doesn't matter whether you're trying to sell them something or get them to do. Anytime you want somebody to do what you want to do, particularly if it's a win-win, you just got to ask great questions. I'm getting my kids to do their homework. We're getting them to eat healthier. We're getting more sex. We're getting breakfast. We're getting cars. Just great questions. So talk us through the concept of that. You're saying if you if you introduce the prospect of no yes. in the answer, yes, then that's going to be the default. Unless, well, yes. But, I mean, if you're looking for the answer to be no, they might say yes. If you're looking for the answer, to say, if you're looking for the answer to be yes, the chances are, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to make a sale, it's usually like yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah, I mean, but I can't pay until next month, or yeah, but can we wait until tomorrow? That's usually Leslie's excuse. <laughs> can we wait until I don't need to wash my hair? Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we'll we'll just don't. Um, if you if you bring no into play, it kind of closes the whole conversation off. And the thing is, as well, people don't feel like they're choosing. People don't feel like they've got a choice when yes, I'm not to play. And, and what I found is that. When people are choosing, you're in control of the conversation, which is powerful. Aye. And people always have the answer, don't they? People always know what the answer people is. People always have the answer, right? Yeah. And, and even if they come up with, I don't know, I don't know means I'm fucking basically not trying hard enough. Mm. So uh, I just, um, the concept of, th- that question's changed my life from, um, like I say, with my kids, to, to making more money, to get, and it's, it's a coaching question as well. Mm. You don't particularly want to bring the yes or no into play when it's a coaching question because the people won't feel like it's their decision. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like yeah. When I'm asking a question, it's always an outcome-based question, and often the outcome is something that I want, but they're choosing, yeah. not me. Does that make sense? Yeah. They, yeah I just don't know in a play there. <laughs> <laughs> if someone... When could that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that if someone feels like they're being coerced into making a choice, mm-hmm. they're going to be resistant, mm-hmm. whereas if it's like... They're actually making a choice. Yeah. So we call them... We call them um, 
hard outcome-based questions. The harder it feels to ask it, the better. Are these business people listening to this mainly? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so one of the things that a lot of people do is they'll, they'll ask, and this depends on where someone is in the sales process as well. So if you're just meeting someone, you're not going to ask them. The questions are totally different to where somebody knows what all the details are because one mm-hmm. of the biggest problems that business people have is they'll get someone on the phone and the person's like, yeah, just send, I'm in, but just send me the details over. Then you get ghosted forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that we make sure is we know exactly where someone is in the sales process. So Matt will call someone. The first question he asks them is, um, so how do you want to pay? Purpose of the calls to get you booked on. How do you want to pay? In full or, um, or via the payment plan. Or sometimes it just rings up and says the purpose of the calls to get you booked on the program. What's a 16-digit number on your card? There's, there's no point in asking them anything else. <laughs> and they can't then say... You can talk no, yourself out of it, the card. Yeah. What's a 16-digit yeah. number on your card? Oh, I oh, mean, no. but I just need to move some money. Cool. Yeah. How much can you put down now? We'll sort the rest out later. Just removing yeah. objections. I mean, I just need to ask the wife. Cool. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get you booked on. If your wife doesn't want you to lose two stone and feel better, then just let me know tomorrow and I'll give you your money straight back. It's important. We've got her on board. So we'll just get you booked on now. What's a 16-digit number on your card? Mm-hmm. So if you've not recognised the this gorgeous South Shields uh, voice... It's like Essex, isn't it? Is it a South Shields voice? Because everyone thinks that... It's weird, you know, because South Shields is a funny place. It's right in between Sunderland and Newcastle. But there's, like... It's way more Geordie than it is Mackham. Mm. I think it's more Geordie. It's definitely Geordie. Way more Geordie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I imagine if you're talking to Americans, they'll be like, are you from France? And you're like... Ireland. 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 Yeah. Ireland. Australian... <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Are, are you Scottish? Yeah. So, <laughs> Do you like bubblegum? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you haven't guessed already, this is Dirty Uncle Mort, Mr. Paul Mort himself from Unstoppable Bastards, who... John Dude, I love, he's not a Geordie, is he? <laughs> Unstoppable <laughs> Bastards. Ba- ba- Unstoppable <laughs> Bastards. In the garage. <laughs> the really funny thing about Yusuf's accent is, because of his... I, I don't know why. I guess because you learn, you know Arabic. My, right? my Arab heritage. So like when is he it? says when he says ah, so when he says webinar, it's a uh, webinar. Oh, is it? <laughs> is it? You must attend like my, a, webinar, my, my webinar. Is that what? Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm like, please, brother, you <laughs> must attend my webinar. He actually is. It's good for you. I like you. You like a sex? Miss <laughs> <laughs> <With> your sister. <laughs> We have been following Paul for years, and actually, we did a podcast with him years ago, probably mm. in 2015, 2016. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was yeah. on, it was on uh, honesty with yourself, like self-honesty, and yeah. went through some of the, the the pretty intense backstory behind what's brought Paul to to where he is today, and yeah. the, and the, the methods that he uses to coach men to be the best people that they can be. Yeah. So Johnny is currently in his program. Oh, yeah. I think I've been through nearly all of them. How amazing is it? Amazing. I should ask you if you like it, but that will bring no one <laughs> I'm always nervous that you're going to try and pitch me to the next thing. Every time I see you, I'm like... Oh, Live on the podcast. Still I'm going to come away here. There's still time. There's still time. Uh, you're, you're all going to hear Johnny's credit card number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, so I, I think we first heard of you, Paul, through... So I, 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 I love hearing actually. this story because it's just from the most random it, places. So this is really random, really random. So I was getting, I was almost completely naked when I first heard about you. Was it Michelle? No, it wasn't Michelle. <laughs> oh, it was, <laughs> by the way, Michelle is not a prostitute. <laughs> she does come to my house. She does come. She house. comes here and beats the shit out of me yeah, and Mac. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, yeah. is, she's the equivalent of a sniper she in is. terms yeah, of like yeah. sports massage therapy. Oh, she's amazing. Like. Yeah, she'll have you screaming, and yeah. she, I think she's given me doms for four days yeah, before. Yeah, she's bruised me. Couldn't Hits. sit down. Yeah, like, she's bruised me. She, uh, <laughs> so just before we go on, 
Once we went for dinner with Johnny and he had a burst blood vessel in his eye. Oh, and we were like, what's happened to you? And he was like, oh, I've been Thomas. We've got this, there's a sports massage therapist who like pins Johnny against the wall with his elbow and his hamstring. Johnny's yeah. like, oh, and he's like, no, no, son, I don't worry, he's fine, he's fine. And he's like, no. And he, he Is he Irish? <laughs> <laughs> he's a leprechaun. <laughs> he's a leprechaun. <laughs> Oh, he's an Indian eye. Goodness gracious me. All I wanted is some peace and quiet. But he, he like, so he pushed, pushed his mash-up, massage bed up at the wall in a yeah. corner, jams me in the corner so I can't go anywhere, and just gets his elbow and, like, my That sounds like how I met Leslie, though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I had, my, had almost all my clothes off. It was Tom Feeney. Really? Yeah, Tom yeah. Feeney, eh? And he said... Tom's so an I, injured. I said... We're um, getting the ALT thing. I was. Yeah. We were... We, we pretty much just started... The fitness business, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, we're doing this thing. It's online. Yeah. I'm not really sure how to get clients." No, he's like, "You heard of Paul Mort?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like, no, I haven't heard of Paul Mort. And on the way home, I listened to your podcast. The Paul Which Moore one podcast. was it? The Paul Mort podcast. Holy shit! <laughs> Whistling beginning, and I was like, "Holy shit!" This guy's from Newcastle. Isn't that, that bad? Yeah. And then you were interviewing like at the time you interviewed like Dan Meredith and. Yeah. Like other people. Gary V. At the time, Gary. Yeah, uh, I didn't interview Gary V. I did interview Gary V. On, yeah. on like Boxing Day. Really? Uh, I was still pretty fucked up then, actually. That would have been about... I bet that was 2014. Like, yeah, something like that, yeah. 2014, 2015, maybe. Then we bought Email Mastery. Advanced Email, email Mastery? Email really? Mastery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, started Email Mastery. What happened, guys? Welcome to Advanced Mastery. Yeah, And then, like, three, four years later... Would that be right? When did you launch Unstoppable? I know you did like you did like the probably twenty fifteen ish. Oh really? Twenty fifteen. It was like twenty sixteen ish. I small groups, yeah. very small groups actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then it's evolved since then. I'm mad. I was talking yeah. about quite a lot yesterday. I was at a mastermind yesterday, and some people didn't know who I was. <laughs> I think one of them was called Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain the concept. They're like, "Wow, that's original." They didn't get it. You know the problem that I have on my business sometimes. People think because I'm in all right shape and because I'm not eating the shit that's on the thing. Like the, because I'm not eating 20 biscuits a day at, the, at Masterminds and that. I always think I'm a fitness person. Right. i kind of like, no. I just give a fuck about what goes in my mouth. Mm. So it's an interesting. And, and honestly, it used to trigger me so much. I'd be like, I said to my coach, should I wear a fucking suit? Or shirts for things like this? And like, no, Paul, that wouldn't be being you. But it actually opens up a thing. No, I'm not a fitness guy. I just give a fuck about what I eat. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think I remember because we followed... When you started talking about Garrett, and Garrett Warrior, yeah. we followed that quite a bit. Yeah. I think we both struggle with it's very, um, especially now, very American. Yeah, I know that's a bit of a yeah. broad. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I do totally and get so it. So I think when you started, do, you for me anyway, you made it a lot more accessible. Yeah. Dude, it's evolved so much since then, not just in terms of business, but my understanding of human behaviours evolved so much since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And that, and I think their thing is still quite hardcore. And, struggle and suffer and like bag on your headline <laughs> uh, I mean I still like that kind of shit yeah but it's like like it's very super masculine mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I've still got that and the guys still like that but I think there's also the, the more I've came to understand about human behaviour and particularly men I think we've got to give ourselves a break sometimes as well yeah you know what I mean yeah it's a uh, particularly that the the course that I did last week with I thought I'd John D. Martini holy mm. shit mm. mate he opened up a whole new level of knowledge for me, like, phenomenal. Really? Put it this way, I've probably spent in, in excess of six figures on personal development, that's without marketing and business stuff. I would say that this guy is better than all of them combined. Wow. That includes Robbins. Wow. Yeah. That's and that's a big claim. 
Yeah, it's a big claim. Yusuf calls Tony Robbins Anthony Robbins. <laughs> Anthony, no, no, he calls himself Anthony Robbins, <laughs> does he? Ah, I think so. I think oh, so. Well. I'm going to go and see him in May, actually. Really? Uh, he's on a, He's on at the uh, NEC. And I've never been to a live... expensive to see, isn't it? Uh, I think the cheapest ticket's like 700 or something, but it's four oh, days. Really? Oh, right. Four I days. I thought it was uh, like four grand. For yeah, no, that's, fr- that's for like front row, that. Uh, okay. Right. So like 700, but I think you'll be right at the fucking back, but I'm not that bothered. I just want to... I almost want to see it from an energy events kind of experience rather than a... Apparently, want to make you cry. Well, I've took in quite a lot of his content already. Like a lot of his content already. So I think, I mean, obviously I learned some new shit. I'm not that fucking big-headed. I think I won't learn anything new, but I'd love to see. Apparently it's incredibly well executed from a performance. Yeah. Oh, I bet, yeah. From a performance from the stage kind of thing. Well, doesn't he have, has people, like, stay up for most of it, doesn't he? Uh, like, it's, like, really intense. Uh, well, There's loads of singing and dancing. Uh, well, that's, and he claps like this. That's oh, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that's probably his hands off. Fuck, I'm doing it so many times. Yeah, true. Check this out. So John D. Martini has delivered the seminar he delivered on Friday and Saturday 1,091 times. Wow. Two day calls. It went from 8am till 2am on the first day. Then the second day was like half eight until half five or something. Then he flew straight to South Africa to speak for three days and then he came. He's back in London now delivering another thing. He just travels all year round. He, he owns a boat. Uh, he owns a yacht. Lives on a boat. Uh, so is that like twice a week for five years or something? Like there must be. No, he's taught it for 25 years. 25 years. Mm-hmm. So- Dude, he's in- honestly, he blew me fucking mind. He teaches man. the same thing. He's got loads of different courses. It blew me. He's, he's studied something like 30 ologies. <laughs> like, to the depths of... For, honestly, it blew me mind. He's so smart. And check this out. He was dyslexic when he was a kid. He had learning difficulties. Isn't that crazy? Mm. It, like, his story is incredible. I mean, I'm not going to start picking him up because he's amazing. Amazing. Put it this way, I dropped four grand at the end of the course straight away without oh, really? considering it. Uh, so the, there's uh, a trend that I see with people who are dyslexic when they're early on, because yeah. I, I think it does something to the way that your brain adapts yeah. to that, um, support what we call a disability, but I think it, it makes people think in slightly more lateral ways. Yeah. And like something that's really interesting that I found out the other day is that nobody who was born blind has ever been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Really? Which is mental, but it's because... It's also of, a very random fact. Yeah. It is a random fact. There, yeah. were, there were no babies called Nigel in 2016. Yeah. Or Clive. <laughs> or Clive. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll have to get through them. But, uh, but they, yeah, I guess because, like, any disability that you have, there's some protective element yeah. that is almost counterbalancing that, which is really fascinating. Yeah. You open, honestly, you opened your mind to a whole new world of shit. It was it was That's uh, cool. And, and it wasn't those ones... I don't know, it was just... Uh, I filled... An entire old part of shit, uh, uh, and that's not... But when you come away from those weekends and your head's just bursting and you're like... Mm. Oh. I was kind of lucky because I got stuck in Dublin, didn't I? I got stuck oh, in Dublin because yeah, yeah. I lost my passport. Oh, really? I, and then um, I did a full day work Tuesday. Not Monday, I did a full day's work. And then Wednesday morning, I went to Birmingham for a mastermind, so I had a bit of time to process it. And the, the beautiful thing about what I do, and I think this is why I, I pick up knowledge so fast, is because I teach it straight away. Yeah. So I learn something, I understand it, and then I have to share it which deepens my knowledge of the shit. Everybody will be that for you guys. Because you're teaching it and because you're sharing it straight away, it it, inc- it drastically increases the level at which you're learning it's it. The level at which it sticks are. Yeah. sticks are. You just can't teach something you don't understand. Well, not, and again, everything's not going to stick. Yeah. Um, so there's some... Listen, I, I, I said this on a podcast the other day, is that a lot of shit that I do now, I would have laughed at. Three. Trampoline. Even die. <laughs> Even tie the trampoline two so, years ago. So look, there's, there's a trampoline um, next door in, in the main we office. We actually call it a trampet. Trampet. <laughs> Robbins calls it a rebounder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, Paul, well, I, I, we sorry, had a... Just one second. 
What's what we got? What are you showing us? He's getting his dick fixed out. I got this message. We got this message oh, on God. Instagram yeah. the other day. Johnny's corresponding <laughs> That's insane. So this is, so I'm now progressively doing stranger and stranger things, all because of you. It's, well, that's me. So I'm, I'm waking up and breathing weird in the morning. Yeah. What are you I'm doing in the Wim Hof? Filling a Wim Hof, yeah. Oh, yeah. In a cold shower. Filling you must have done the Wim Hof, haven't you? Oh, yeah. The breathing. Yeah, big fan. Leslie loves it. I think it's really? Leslie, her lips turn blue and shit. She can't hear after she's done it. Yeah, yeah. She I temporarily can. goes completely deaf. She's going balls in with it. That's, that's fucked like, up, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. Oh, when, I, when I was at your... I get a boy when she's doing it, if I'm honest. Just sit watching it. Just sitting there in my own mind. I had a full out-of-body experience at your thing. Did you? Yeah, like... I think like a lot full. of people did. It's mad, isn't well, it? So, like, I, me- I remember there was someone, I can't remember who it was, but he was a bit resistant to doing it. Yeah. And then as I sat up, I saw him in the corner crying. Did it? And I was like, oh, fucking hell. But yeah, I, I like, felt like my body disappeared. And it's mad, isn't it? But yeah, anyway. Just breath. Just mad. breath. Yeah. Good, I'm the same. I've, I mean, I've got fucking green crystals on me, desk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm doing hot yoga. Ju- yeah. Even jujitsu two years ago, I'd be like that. Well, three years ago, I'd be like, that's just rolling around in your pajamas. <laughs> People still give me that. Now, you know, dudes with tattoos in the gym with that bodybuilder. So, like, yeah. you're rolling around in your pajamas. Are you? I'm like, come in, dude, I'll strangle you within the yeah, first 12 yeah. seconds. I'll put you to sleep within 12 seconds. <laughs> around your big fat neck. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's crazy. It's almost like when you, when you need it the most. It doesn't come into your life. It triggers you the most. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd be like, eh, it's fucking... Hip. Even meditation, hippie bullshit. Even this law of attraction shit, right? I've always been like... And I think it's a lot of the time it's because so many other people believe in it. I'm like, well, I've got to rebel against it then. Fuck mm. these guys. And, uh, and, and I mean, I get the law of attraction. I get it. That Dr. John D. Martini was in it. The secret. Right. And I'm like, well... And I still believe this. There's no attraction without the word action. So I'm still like, listen, you've got to do it. But two things happened on Saturday. Did you really else talk about this? Yeah. So Saturday I'm on this course and Dr. John D. Martini's talking about all these, listen, you've got to imagine how many people he's worked with and those, if he's run a thousand courses. Mm. There's 40 people there on Saturday. He's doing all right. Yes. And uh, he said, and he was talking about all these incidents of people who did the course and did this. And I'm like, he's just trying to, he didn't even mention the next thing. I thought he's just trying to close me on the next thing. Case studies now. I'm like, eh, whatever. Whatever, and then at the end of the course, two things happened. Two things, crazy things happened. I'd been spending uh, the 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 afternoon on the Sunday, the last part of the day, creating like my mission, my purpose, and all that kind of stuff. Right, just writing it down. I am an international keynote speaker, leader, um, coach, presenter, trainer, etc., etc. I travel all. Over. Actually, I said I didn't say I travel all the world. I said I traveled when I want, when I where I want, when I want, which is important to me. And then, honestly, as I left, I checked WhatsApp two hours before, and there was a guy I was talking to who said, I sent him a message, and he said, you were talking to me about that at that time, right? And it was a message from a friend of mine um, who runs Expert Empires, Nick, and he said, when do you want to do this event? And it was with a, uh, well, it was with a very famous boxer, probably the most famous boxer in the world right now. And uh, that was within, at the same time I was talking about, I got that message, I was like, eh, just a coincidence, that. Mm-hmm. And then there was a guy who had been doing what they call collapse on, which is kind of like Byron Katie's work. It'd been triggering the shit out of us. And then two hours after the course, I did a video about um, stress um, and the fact I've lost my passport, etc. And fucking... It, but I, hadn't co- I hadn't had any contact with this guy for months, since, like, November. And then no contact. Never seen any of his shit. Never seen any of my shit. Never mm-hmm. No contact. And then all of a sudden, it came up. So-and-so's watching the video. <laughs> after I'd spent 12 hours on a Saturday... Doing the work on it, I'm like, that's 
something spooky about that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I can't even believe I'm saying that. I feel like yeah. your balls have shrunk as a result of saying <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I feel like some hairs have fell out of my chest. <laughs> do you know what I mean? As a result of doing that, they're probably floating away into the universe. But do you know what I mean? It yeah. was like I was like, that's not. It's crazy how that worked out. It uh, is. It, but I think like. Because we've seen, like, from a distance, you sort of go through these it phases. changes. Uh, it's, it's like an evolution, really, really isn't cool. it? Yeah, I feel yeah. like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a Pokemon. Are you at the shiny level, yes. I'm getting a Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Do you know what Mewtwo is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, Paul, we, we were talking to a client the other day who used to be working full-time in a gym. Yep. All of the marketing was handled for him by the brand of yep. the gym. And his day was regimented. He had his timetable. Mm-hmm. Was... He's now gone from that to working just on his own, at his desk, mm-hmm. quit his gym, just working online, and yeah. he's really struggling with his mental health because yeah. he says, wakes up. Have you have you seen uh, Mitchell and Webb? You know where there's like. There's nah, this, I know who they are. So the, not, the, the not Michael the, 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 Yeah, like the, the peep show guys. So they they were there's a sketch where they're both at a party and right. and uh, the, the wives are there and they're like, oh Gary, you'd love Matt. He's also self-employed. You, sh- you should get on. And the wives leave, and then Matt goes up to Gary and he's like, all right, mate, have you? Uh, have you got through the wanking phase yet? <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, no! Yeah, I'm like, being funny, but all three olds ain't talking about wanking. <laughs> We've got that in common, three <laughs> wankers. So, would you? I'm not. Like, this is not. That's not a coincidence. That's all telling this story. This. Yeah. So, always converges. By the way, look, the colour of your t-shirt. Green. Oh, green. Oh, fuck me. So, so the inception. He's like, yeah. Like, as soon as my wife leaves leaves for for work, I'm sat there. I do five minutes of work, yeah. and then I'm just beating my dick like it owes me yeah. money. And, <laughs> nice. And like, and, like, that's that's the sketch. And I was like, well, actually, a headlock. There's probably a lot of truth to that in yeah. that, like, when there are no uh, constraints yeah. on your day, yeah. suddenly, like, we're so used to being institutionalised from yeah. school and work and employment and all these things. Well, that ends up becoming one of your values. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you value... If someone values organization and feeling organized and they get, it gets organized for them and that no that's no longer there it's it's mm. like well now they're living it trying to live a different value it's like someone who doesn't value that would fucking hate that regiment me for example i don't mm. like that level of I, I like a little bit of flexibility but not too much mm-hmm. so if i had that's why my day's got to be kind of regimented but i don't like it being too regimented same on my diet i've now figured out that flexible dining for me is sometimes too flexible mm. i kind of like to be told what to eat I'm in that place now. Like, tell me what to eat, but give me some flexibility. Yeah. So that just sits with... That's one of my values now. So this guy, if it being regimented and organised is, is high value to him and he doesn't have it anymore, he's going to have conflict. The same with this, though. So we got a guy, you'll know him, Big Steve Brocklehurst, right? He's done about 800 grand extra since he came into Elite X, by the way. You see that? When's, when's a good time for Here you guys to <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, anyway, this guy, he's struggling at the minute and he's just gone through all this conflict because he had a hernia and he's not at work. And what I know about Steve is that being around people is one of his values. It's actually one of my values now. I've realised that. I have to be in communities and around people. It's one of the reasons I don't particularly enjoy weight training at all now on my own. I'm isolated as fuck. Mm. And I went through that. Now I figured this out. When I went through all that meltdown shit, I was in Marbella on my own. Mm. totally isolated and some people love that though but mm. I'm an extrovert and I've been I think I've been battling that for such a long time mm. and now I'm like oh one of my values has been this is why I'm having a problem with the book at the minute so I've got the opportunity of a big old book deal with a big publisher I've got a, an article for the biggest I'm trying to get some work in the, I'm doing some work with the oil and gas industry now I've got a massive article in there and I've just been procrastinating on it because writing on my own sat in front of a desktop doesn't sit it, it's not 
high priority for me anymore. It's really surprising because I, 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 in my mind, you are Mr. Email. Yeah. And I imagine you... I've, I've just thought, evolved. I've realised so that the it, thing... It used to be like that and it's yeah, not like that anymore. Yeah. 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 It used to be like that and then as you evolve, your values change. People think values are like... And this is this is because I'm obsessed with Demartine. I mean, the values are stuck forever. And that, that things like honesty and integrity, they're not values, they're social idealisms. Your life will demonstrate what your values are. And the things that en- the things that energise me the most, presenting, speaking, training, coaching, um, all that. So Writing's cool. fairly high on my values list, because the thing is, I see it as valuable, that's the only reason I'll do it. Right. But now I'm like, okay, how can I get around this procrastination? If I can link it enough to, so this book, it'll be W.H. Smith, fucking Asda, Morrison's, in airports, in trains... If I want to get that done, all I have to do is link it to my highest value, just speaking, presenting, and training. Notice all, a lot of this happens as well, is I used to beat myself up about travelling and that. Now I'm like, listen, it doesn't mean I don't want to see less of my kids. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we get, we'll try and live other people's value. Oh, well, I should be wanting to spend more time with my kids. I actually spend a lot of time with my kids. But what I've realised is that my highest value is teaching, presenting, training, that's my very highest value. That's what fulfills me the most. And Leslie, we had an amazing conversation. You guys will love this. She said, what have you done for your mission, like your life mission? And it had, the, it had world famous in there. She said, why do you have to be world famous? I said, well, it means I can help more people. And we all have this validation thing, and I have this validation thing. And Martini said, your values, your biggest values come from your biggest voids. So I've had a void in my life of my younger years not getting enough praise. Nowhere near enough praise, nowhere near enough attention of my mum and dad. I mean, listen, I love them. They, talk, they give me this. I wouldn't be speaking, presenting, getting flown. Listen, I'm doing huge events now. I'm getting fucking flown to Lisbon and Barcelona and shit like that. It's only a matter of time before I go to America again and speak. I'm only getting those opportunities now because I didn't get enough praise when I was younger. So yeah. I, I crave it now, and that's okay, but it won't be like that forever. Once I fill that void, there might be another void that pops up, and I'm okay with that. Mm. It's quite fascinating. That, that, that makes isn't sense. It? So, so you're saying that, like, for for someone, what well, someone in that position, he's in a void that, now. That, yeah. So, so like the the void that you've had previously is what creates your, your values, values. Uh-huh. and then to be money's the same. Create, people so, that people that want to create loads of money. You, you notice how many people have been poor that are now millionaires. They've had a sense of scarcity <laughs> almost all of them when they're younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're the void. That's right? true. So, uh-huh. so you've got to be able to presumably get leverage on yourself. Yes. Through your but the thing value. is, I don't really need that. Le- you don't really need leverage to do those things. Does that make sense? I don't need. It's the things that you're automatically disciplined in that are they demonstrate. I don't need discipline or willpower. I would speak, present, coach, be the centre of attention spontaneously. Ah, uh, so you've already, yeah, so you've already got that. Like yeah. that, that is it's given. It's ingrained. So there's something that you need to be able to get leverage on yourself. You can bring it through Attach that it. value. Yeah, Attach it. yeah. The, and the things that you're not doing is just because you see more, um, you almost attach more benefits to not doing it. So it the seems, negatives of not doing it. It seems like the way that you work day to day, like we were saying, this demonstrates your values. Is like well, as in that you you personally as well yeah. is like it's like a controlled chaos, like in the way that yes. you you've got set deadlines for yes. when you finish yes. work in the day. Yes. You take Wednesday off, yes. even though like what you're doing during that time might be changing yes. or chaotic, but yes. like you've got these hard limits. Yes. Oh, really hard limits, I. But actually, recently, I've been changing those a little bit. Cause he, so Wednesday, I, I didn't take Wednesday off because I was in a mastermind. But I don't, I don't get the conflict that I used to. Mm. If there's conflict or if there's volatility, that means you're, you're living outside of your values. So on Wednesdays, I used to get, when I travel these masterminds or I speak, I'm like, oh, I'm giving Wednesday up. Now I'm like, well, actually, 
Wednesday's mastermind opened up way more opportunities than I thought they would. I got asked to speak at another massive event in London in November. Thousand, thousand martial arts school owners because I was there on Wednesday. <laughs> like I don't have if there's conflict, that means that so this guy is having conflict because he's living outside of his values. That's mm-hmm. why he's getting the, the. It doesn't mean it's wrong. So he needs to create structure. Either he needs to create like, structure, like yeah, or he needs to get around people. If that's, it depends on what it, what he's missing the most. Whether it's structure, mm. whether it's people, whether Lowly it's being told what to do. Listen, Ali being told what to do. Do you think I create my schedule? <laughs> no. <laughs> They'll send us a message saying Paul when's a good time to do this. But I don't like doing that. On a, the only reason I do podcasts on a Friday. That's it. Pretty much. Well, I do I all my trainings Monday, Friday. Podcast Monday, Friday. I want because I've got the least energy on a Monday, right? I don't particularly love Mondays. I'm okay with that. So I do all me, and then I do one one speaking thing, and I'm buzzing. Same on Friday. It's the end of my week. If I if it requires, if the, if the things that I'm doing on a Monday or a Friday require loads of willpower, motivation, discipline, etc., I'm probably not going to do that well at it. So you Whereas have, Monday you know, and Friday, I don't require discipline to do any of this shit. And then you have Tuesday and Thursday where you. They're usually creation days. I not all of the time. Up. I mean, still then I'll often try and fit as many as many. Um, trainings in as I can, pre-recorded trainings, etc. So, for example, this Tuesday, what have I got going on this Tuesday? I've got Sam Rathlin, UK's best LinkedIn specialist, coming in to do a training, so I'll talk to her. And then I'm, I've got a half day with Michael Heppel, who's helping us on the Expert Empires presentation. Again, more speaking, more being around people. And I think the most miserable period of my life is where I was most isolated. Funny enough, because I'd removed all negative people out of my life. Fuck mm, off with that shit, man, will you? <laughs> Fuck off. So you, follow the gurus. You basically have taken yourself from... The position this guy's in, and probably a position that, like a lot of self-employed people, entrepreneurs are yes. in, like by themselves. Yes, What's I the... don't like too much structure. I don't like routine. I actually, some people value routine. When they're not in routine, they lose their shit. I don't value routine that highly. See, so right. So what, you know what I mean? What, what, I like we, what I was saying before. Remember, I was talking about my fitness pal and that, and, mm. and, and having some. So I have weak structure, not not like so hour by hour structure. Yeah. Right. Oh, so right, I'm like, right, okay, right. I'm going to be speaking between that time and that time. And then when it comes around, I'm like, all oh, right, I'll start with that. Because I remember you saying you don't plan, like, I'm going to do a Pomodoro on this thing. No. It's like I've got three hours where I'm focusing on. I'll focus on the one that feels right first. Right. I don't do the eat the frog thing. Sometimes I will. But a lot of the time I'm like, right, let's get a quick, what quick win can I get? Like, I'll do a Facebook Live. I'll feel great when I've done it. Tips mm. my highest values. I'll do a Facebook Live. Right, I'm going to write now. Right. I don't like, it do, what doesn't. What I don't value highly is like fucking regimental structure. Mm. I realise that I have to have some structure and I like having some structure, basically so it's not all here, mm. essentially. So I have, a, I have a diary, I have a schedule, but it's not regimental schedule. It's a schedule and it has some flexibility and it's same as a diet, same as training. I like some flexibility in my training. Some people are like, what do you do every week? Like, what's your training schedule? I don't go, Monday I do this, Tuesday I do three to four jiu-jitsu a week, one to two yoga a week, one to two lifts a week. No, and I just, no. as long as I get six sessions in, I'm cool. I'll have people come up to me in the gym being like, oh, Yusef, you, you're probing. I, I've so, so 7 a.m., right? What do you think of this? 7 a.m., I have... Well, I'll find goal at the end I, of the I, rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have two scoops, strawberry, and uh, strawberry whey, and then rolled oats, and then 10, 10 o'clock, I have egg whites, two egg whites, and you're like... Don't talk me through it. It's a turtle. Higher. Does he have a can of cook as well? Is it a turtle disaster? <laughs> so, so in terms of maintaining your, your mental See, health... See, some you, people, that they would value that highly. I don't. And, and they, they also think that I value hearing their... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
but but yeah so like so i suppose not living at odds with with your values like if you're trying to exactly yeah. fudge yourself into a square i try to fit my life into somebody else's values because the people mm. i follow on at the time and the people that i looked up to at the time that's what they did so their expectations of either people that you respect yeah. or society or yeah. things that that are imposing their value structure yeah. on you that's exactly it. right it, that changed my life this is just changing my life i'm like there's no there's a little bit of conflict but there's not. Whenever I feel conflict, I'm like that. Just means I'm drifting away from my highest values. So if you had to, I mean, you would have had to have spent a lot of time reflecting and, and sitting down and thinking, right? What are the values that I have that are intrinsic to me, and what are the ones? Only that at I've the weekend did I understand what values really were. On the weekends, when yeah. when you when, when I was with Timothy, well, no, when I was with Timothy. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only <laughs> only then, Yusuf. Like only yeah. then did I think. I think honesty, integrity, loyalty—they're not values; they're social idealism, mm. and them things are still important. But for me, values are activities. The do's. The be- yeah. Who am I being when I'm doing this? So for me, at the very fucking top... So basically, he has a... In fact, I'm going to recommend a book, Values Factor. At the quarterly in March, that's all I'll be talking about for the whole day. He asked questions like... First question was, what three things are in your closest proximity most of the time? Phone, wallet, pen. What am I doing on the phone? Live videos. Most of the time. Videos, content. Presenting, teaching, sharing. Number one thing. So it's not just having my phone. Also, I'm checking who's giving me shit and who isn't and who's praising me. I've got no problem with that. Said to me, said, Paul, the longer you're addicted to praise, the more criticism you'll attract. I'm like, I love that. I'm okay with that. Then the second thing was wallet. So that means money's important to me. Buying shit's important to me. Three um, was the pen. I didn't realise that pen's almost always in my proximity. And that's okay. so so I love, I And that's not necessarily for creating, it's making notes, it's learning, it's ideas, it's planning, which is weird. It says a lot about what you value. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, so someone has cigarettes in the thing, right? They had something I learned about smoking. So Leslie has a vape with her quite, I shouldn't use it all the time, but it's always next to her. So that just means relaxation is important. She hasn't found a way that's better than vaping mm-hmm. to relax it. She well, will, Leslie will have but... phone, phone, and that wouldn't be the same reason I would have my phone. Her reason for having the phone next to us in case anything happens to the kids or if our messenger or our man messages her. She's not interested in social media. Right. So she's using it for a different reason. The second thing would be a vape. The third thing would probably be the kids. None of those other things. And that's just me. That's just an example. Then the other things were like, how do you spend most of your time? That's the biggest one. How do you spend most of your time? Three, what energizes you? What are you organized in? What requires no willpower to do? With, with this thing about attracting praise and criticism, mm-hmm. so... We have, we'll we'll work with people who either don't have a big organic following and are afraid of building one because of potential criticism, even just the fear of getting criticism online. And we've done it as well in the past. We were so diluted and so like tame with everything that we said because we were afraid of polarizing. But then you also have people that have an organic following and are getting hate comments. And I suppose you see, we've seen a lot of recent suicides from people that have been getting yeah. you know, t- nasty tweets and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. How do you deal with criticism online? Because I imagine you, you, you must know, get, you're quite polarising. It's a great question. I don't deal with it anymore. Do you just not look at it? I do look at it, but I just don't deal with it. Do you still you, reply? There's loads of things you can do. You can delete and bark. You can try and have a bit of fun with it. You can just like the comment. But now I'm <laughs> like, listen. Sometimes I love like the liking the comment approach. Thanks for your feedback. <laughs> Someone said to me this morning, you want a refund and teeth, mate, they're a different colour. So I'm glad you know us, but I haven't even had them done yet, dickhead. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll have a, but, but the end of the day is you gotta you gotta understand that that there's this you know I was talking about the other day, the delusion of positive thinking, the delusion of praise is totally different as well. 
Like, there's no praise without... Even if someone's not criticising you live, someone's criticising you. Mm-hmm. Behind your back, you mentally... These people who aren't doing that organic thing, mm. do you know who's criticising them the most? Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> or you guys are mentally thinking, what the fuck's the matter with this pussy? <clears throat> so you're yeah. criticising them. <laughs> They're still getting criticised. You can't avoid it. And mostly, the worst part is they're criticising themselves the most, so you can't avoid it. There's no... And the perfect bit is that... And I heard this on the calls of the week, and he said the perfect piece of... The perfect place of growth is on the border between support and challenge. And in yoga, they say the perfect place... When you're in the perfect place, it's the right place between pain and pleasure, which is just fucking neutral. Yoga's between... Actually, they say... When you, you know you're doing it right when it's the border between difficulty and um, ease. Perfect place for growth, right? Difficulty and ease. Your whoop band will tell you exactly what to do to get the perfect point between difficulty and ease. Mm. I had 19% recovery yesterday and I tried to spar. 19%, yeah. And I tried to spar. <laughs> Basically just got, I was a punch bag for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I shouldn't have done it but I promised the guy. Normally I just, but I love the whoop band because it gives me, tells Brilliant. me where I'm at. Rather than arguing with where I'm at. Mm. It gives us a fact rather than a feeling. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> you guys are fucking. Who is this fucking hippie? <laughs> no, 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 no. Who is I, this guy? I, I, was, I think I was expecting this one. Isn't it, isn't it fascinating that though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've, I've, I've It makes so much sense to me. I feel at peace. I'm not having all this brain chatter anymore. Oh, I get it. I feel like, honestly, I feel like I've been enlightened by the whole experience. Mm. And the values factor is a great place to start the book. The audio is pretty good as well. Actually, I'll tell you what, John, John D. Martini is a genius. His writing style is quite difficult, though. Right. It's quite difficult to read. He's got a book called The Breakthrough Experience, which is the course that I did, and it's a very hard read. His podcasts are brilliant as well. Yeah. So read read the book. The book's struggle, incredible. Struggle through it. it it's in, no, that book's okay. The Values right. Factor's okay. Generally, it's mostly, start start, it's mostly stories. Yes, I'll probably start the Values Okay, story, yeah. I'll get hold of it. Yeah. So Amazing. <clears throat> what we wanted to get from you, really. When will you get hold of it? <laughs> this week. When you say this week? When Which day? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Okay, Amazon. perfect. Yeah. What's a 16 digit number? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> give that Amazon because everyone, everyone will, I think people especially in the UK will hear be listening to this and thinking yeah. when's he going to talk about email marketing yeah but I don't want I don't want to ask you about that instead I think what I think there's a real lack of advice for yeah especially in the fitness industry yeah. there's a lot of people working for themselves there's a lot of people doing awful schedules working long hours yes and I think one of the reasons I was attracted to the other thing is listen to this though carefully listen to this carefully and I think this is important for all you guys to listen there's nothing wrong with working long hours if you're having fun doing it mm. As long as it's Do you know not what I mean? taking away from the rest of your life. As long as it's not taking away from the rest of your life, but if there's no conflict, keep fucking but doing the, it. these people generally have no... So like, If they're unhappy doing it, mm. some people love doing that. But yeah. they only hate it when they start feeling like somebody they're trying to live someone else's values. Well, So that's what happened to me, essentially. Four-hour work week probably contributed to that to a lot of people. Mm. I've got my work week down to fucking... It's happened to me, MRB. I've got my work week down to eight hours like I'm supposed to. I've, I've removed all the negative people from my life. Mm. what the fuck do so I do now yeah. what do I do now like I know see, what I'll do I'll snort loads of coke <laughs> so you see both ends of that you're right like there's people who they're workaholics but they've tried to cram it into four hours and they're like I've got yes. no purpose left yeah. Yeah. and mm. there's also in, in my profession like you've got people working 70, 80 hour work weeks yeah. fingering bums at four in the morning yeah. for, you know and like it's a very wait can I get some of that for, <laughs> for, like, for 25 minutes exactly that for, but 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 it is this kind of job is like it's masochistic but everyone there's almost a sense of like oh well we're all in this together NHS like well you know and so and there's a sense of like masochistic enjoyment from like 
oh well um, um here we are like being downtrodden and working long hours and yeah. you know, and and that's almost the sense of enjoyment that some people yes. get from this. And you know, I'm not a massive fan of Gary V. Oh uh, yeah, they're, they're like I'm not a massive fan, but he said some remarks that though. I didn't agree with at the time. He said there's no burnout when you're doing when you when you're fulfilling your purpose. I'm like, well, is that justification for? Is that just justification for how many hours you work and you don't see your kids? But then I'm like, actually, right now, in the last six months, I've never worked as hard. Not necessarily working longer hours. In fact, I really don't work longer hours, but I've never worked as hard. I've never done as many live trainings, never done as many face-to-face things, never done as many speaking gigs, never did as many podcast interviews, never done as much coaching. I'm not any more tired than I was before. In fact, I'm less tired. So it's probably a bigger problem than just like... Here's what will happen. Here's what will happen today. I'm speaking all day. It'll get to six o'clock tonight. When I finish, I'm working fairly late because I've been away. And I feel like I haven't done any work. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I used to be, I used to say all the time, my, when guys come here, you know, for the action days and that, mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't done your work today because I've been in the business. And then you beat yourself up about that, I haven't done your work today. And now I realise why. Because well, it's shit that I fucking love doing. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's less resistance. Spontaneously, yeah. If it feels like a fucking, if I'm having to say it's a hustle and a grind, it probably means I'm doing shit that I don't fucking like doing. Mm-hmm. None of this is a grind to me. I'm fucking talking about myself. Fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about myself, you know what I mean? Talking about the shit that I love. And that was another thing, actually, that one of the questions in a values factor is, what do you talk about spontaneously? What can you not wait to tell people about? That's a very good... Like, I can't wait to tell people about my kids, so that tells me that my kids, it's still a high High thing for me. Yeah, yeah. So if you had one bit of practical advice for someone who is in that guy's position, self-employed, like, everyone thinks, oh, I need to meditate. He probably isn't clear on what his goals are. So get clear on that. Probably just has a make money goal. Yeah. I think that's probably universally the case. Yeah. Make money. Yeah. So it's, it's so then you'll do anything you can or anything you can't, anything you don't to get it. And if you're procrastinating, if you're procrastinating, it's probably, a, it's that's just your, if you're procrastinating and beating yourself up about it, it's because the thing that you're trying to do doesn't sit high on your values. So well, what this means is this, you can either not do it and do something else instead or find a way to connect the thing. Because listen, there's a, there's a place for, listen, sometimes you need to do what's required. Like I have to do goblet squats and I fucking hate them. <laughs> but I can relate them to me highest value, just getting better at jujitsu. Being in shape. So if, if, there's, if there's, for example, when I can't be bothered writing email, I'm like, well, I don't particularly want to write an email today, so I can either not do it, i.e., for me, it's not it's not, not sending an email ever. It's Mac, how could you possibly pull, the, pull an old email out and plug it in for me? Or, okay, I'm going to write this email because it means I'm getting, so I wrote, when you guys came in, I was writing an email for this IFB Live thing. Mm-hmm. I wrote that because it's for a speaking gig. I didn't write one for Unstoppable. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. If it, I can, if we can make it relate to our highest value. It has to be done temporarily. So people say to me all the time, I was talking, you know Dr. Mike? You know Dr. Mike, right? Yeah. Dr. Yeah, Mike. The guy who works with Jamie Alderton. Yes. Yeah, yeah Dr. Mike. I, I hope he's yeah, listening to this. We had a podcast with him recently. Oh, did he? Mike's cool as fuck. And we had this guy, discussion yeah. about, like, when the, the entrepreneurial industry or the entrepreneurial um, community is always like, oh, just quit your job and go balls deep and dive in. I'm like, really? Should you do that? And, and like, not everybody's supposed to be an entrepreneur. And what if you don't have to love your job? But what if you just love the fucking opportunities it gave you, the money mm-hmm. it gave you? Mm-hmm. Like, that would have you hating your time there less if you're like, do you know what? This enables me to fucking travel. 
This enables me to fucking spend time with people. This enables me to put my thumb up people's arses. <laughs> to have is people it, squat. Is it, is it that finger? Yeah. Index finger. Index finger. <laughs> this enables me to have people squat on my index finger. But you, you're right, like, because a lot of the, the hustle, hustle porn um, stuff online yeah. Yeah. is input, like, without them realising it, that's actually them imposing their values on people. people. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what, like, for some people... And I've done it. I do it still. If you're not sending emails, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you're not sending emails and you're complaining about not making any money, then do you know what I mean? Yeah, you are an idiot. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people who would be much better suited psychologically and physically to working a a standard job, yeah. but because of the the hustle porn, they're like, oh well, I, I need to be this like no <clears throat> digital nomad entrepreneur, like. Yeah. But and and they end up miserable, or like in this guy's case, he's now stopped training <clears throat> because. Um, his life is, he's got no, no order to his life. Mm-hmm. He's not seeing anyone. Mm-hmm. His mental health has taken a dip. Yeah. All this so stuff. he needs to start with his, his outcomes and then build a plan. I said this the other day, it was just off the top of my head, you can't have discipline if there's no plan. You can't be disciplined without a plan, can you? There's nothing to be disciplined to. <laughs> so you have some things that you're automatically disciplined with. Mm. Brushing your fucking teeth, having a cold shower is just a thing that I do now. I, don't, I can't even remember the last time I had a warm one. And it's not... It's just because that's all what cold I do. From start to finish. Not at night time. But in the mornings, yeah. It's a minute and a half, all cold. Speaking of which, your skin's oh. looking good, Paul. Yeah, thanks, bro. It's dry as fuck. If it's the cold showers. It, it'll either be the cold showers or the fat that was in Tenerife. Uh, <laughs> in Tenerife, yeah. I brown. Brown as fuck. What about the silver beard, though, eh? That's beautiful. Like Richard Gere and Pretty Woman. <laughs> I can't believe you do walk cold. Yeah. It's not just a thing, though. It's just like, it's not. I it's have a to thing. warm and then ease myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I did it this morning, but I did like 40 minutes in the sauna before. It might be that actually. Oh, is that the the, the infrared? The, yeah, infrared. Yeah. No, I haven't got that. I've got a real one now. Got a proper one. Proper oh, one. Uh, yes. I've gone all in. Eh? Portable masturbation get, tent. Get, I haven't got the portable masturbation tent anymore. No, <laughs> no I haven't that's, got that anymore. No, that's what you've got. Yeah, I did. I, I did. There's a, video, I did. there's a video of you where you can't get the you can't get the remote. can't get it off. Because I'm stuck. Can you get us a remote? <laughs> I can't get out. Can't get out. I've got the proper one. Have with, the with the coloured lighting and everything. Hand holes either side, or your hands just fully in the thing. Oh, the what the portable one. Pop on the hands come out. I used to play FIFA, didn't I? That's FIFA and Sona at the same time. The only issue with that was that you had to spend ages in it and it got fucking lifting after a while. So, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean? So this new sauna, does yeah. it get warm enough? Like, does it, does it feel... Because I've yes. heard that they don't feel that warm. They don't they, feel that warm? sweat longer. Yeah, that's what infrared is, I think. I think it penetrates your skin or something. Deeper, yeah. You just heats you, you sweat. It's like a sweat. microwave. Yeah, it's exactly it. It heats yeah. you from the inside out. That, feel, that uh, sounds so healthy. Boiling in a bag. <laughs> boiling in a bag, uh, I saw a mate. It's, it is like that. It's not that hot when you walk in, but you sweat your balls off. Like a deep heat. Okay. Yeah. And I love it, mate. It's got, it's got Bluetooth speakers in it. Oh, I've got an cool. iPad on the bathroom door. The bathroom door's open. I've got an iPad holder on it, so I can watch the iPad. And uh, nice. I usually watch YouTube videos, actually. Yeah. Set up. Uh, Beautiful. Love it. Should we do... Have you got... Oh, actually, we've got we'll some questions quick, for you. Quick fire questions. And yeah, let's go. Wrap these. it up. Yeah, um, we'll have to wrap it up in approximately three minutes. When will the name Clive come back in the fashion pool? From Mike Samuels. Uh, from Mike Samuels. Um, the name... The name... That Clive will come back in a fashion when Mike starts doing Facebook live videos, <laughs> talking about hustle and grind. Mike, you got to start uh, the. There you the, go, the Mike. Bro, wait, uh, Mike. Where are the videos? We've got, uh, we've got Anthony saying, "Keep it up, heart face." Oh, thanks, bro. We've got Keep someone it. saying, "Quieres estar sano, sigueme," from Christian Valls. Uh, these are so stupid. These. <laughs> Lo siento, mi, ab- mi español es eh, mi- mierda. Oh, yes. Does that mean my Spanish is shit? Sorry, my Spanish is shit. Love that guy. How to create better story and email for call to action. Yeah, tell personal stories. Don't don't use somebody else's story. Tell personal ones. You know that he has a hack for you. 
Uh, going to your phone roll, that's where all your stories are, your camera roll. Ah, oh, that is a that's great how re- tip. Review yeah. the year as well, isn't it? Yeah, how I review me year, that's how I create keynotes. Really? Not, this is why I crush it on the stage now, because I don't have, none of my slides have words on them. Just pictures. They're all just pictures of me, like, taking a shit in public, <laughs> having my teeth out, etc. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, the there's, a, there's one of my guys writing an email. What does taking gear cost you? So these two guys here are killing it with email, all the talk about is drinking and taking coke. They live in Glasgow, they train only men. That's the biggest problem that they have there. Boozing uh, and coke. Yeah. They've got the, probably one of the most profitable gyms in Scotland. That's per a good niche. Great daily email. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice for someone starting out in the fitness industry? Oof. Learn sales and marketing. Stop studying, no shit. Stop studying fitness for a little bit and start mm. studying sales and like marketing. don't need a kettlebell certification. Nah, nah. And, and, that, and a lot of people won't like that. I think there's got to mm. be a balance there. Yeah. But if you're qualified, you need to figure out how to do sales and marketing, otherwise you've got no clients. And a coach without clients isn't a coach. Mm. It's a charity. Yeah, it is, I. Would you rather be a Sasquatch or a lizard man? Lizard man. And then Basically, I'd be amazing at oral sex. And when my tail fell off, it'd grow back. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great defence. Yeah. Final question, which is a, a nice way to wrap things up. Just got an email from me, Paul. Did you? I did. What does it say? Uh, what a total heap of cheesy bullshit. Well, guess I didn't send that. <laughs> guess what? Mark. Mark's just is that we Mark? were just talking about, Mate, told you, no fucking mistakes. Namaste. Do you want no to mistakes. get in your audiobook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Just read them out to the mic. The last question is, who are you? Which is probably a nice way to wrap things up. Dad, husband, businessman, world-class speaker, coach, author, trainer. And if they want to find out more about you? PaulMo.uk. <laughs> You're welcome. Good. You're welcome. Beautiful. Thank you. I'll tell you all these notifications here, I'll be people losing their shit. Ask them where I am. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build propane fitness we walk through the sales systems the delivery systems follow-up remarketing how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24 7 we really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call, to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I, to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.